0: and welcome to ONS Energy Talks, my name is Inger Johanna Stenberg and together with my guest here today I want to give you some insight into one of the many things happening in the energy sector today. We are closing in on ONS 2022 in a world where energy, climate and security is higher on the agenda than probably ever before. With all that happens in Europe regarding the energy transition right now, and with a unique program on low carbon and renewable energy at ONS, we thought we would check in with Brussels. My guest today is Christian Holzleitner from the Directorate General from, for Climate Action in the European Commission. It's quite a long title. He is working hands-on with the EU Innovation Fund and has been, which has been investing major sums this summer and before in clean tech projects. So, welcome. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thanks very That's, much for having me. It's a pleasure. First, um, who are you and how long have you been working with the EU Innovation Fund?
1: Yes, as, as you said, I'm Christian Holzleitner. I'm working at the European Commission and um yeah i've I've been there with the innovation fund with the innovation fund pretty much from the from the start so my team we together developed it um like since uh, since around uh, twenty eighteen and we are very happy that we could already do uh three calls over over the last uh over the last years and we've just finished um our our second call for large scale projects.
0: It's very exciting. We're gonna go into depth on that, but first we, we have to do a little uh, quickfire run, uh, round. Let us start with the short virtual fact box. Uh, what is the EU Innovation Fund in short?
1: So we are here to support those companies that want to already invest now into those technologies that we need for 2050, for climate neutral Europe in 2050. So we are talking about carbon capture and storage, carbon capture and use, hydrogen, uh, innovative uh, renewable technologies. We talk also about a lot about circular economy, bioeconomy. How can we get uh, new feedstocks uh, to the industry, building materials, uh, everything, everything we need for, for twenty fifty.
0: And and how much money are we talking about in short uh, as of now? So on the, on the three
1: calls that we've already done, we've already spent 3 billion uh, euros uh, on more than 50 projects. And now in view of the, uh, of the crisis that we, uh, that we have at, at hand with Repower EU, we decided to speed up. And so we will do this autumn a call for large-scale projects with an enormous budget of 3 billion euros.
0: And you're working directly into the energy transition. In three words, what are the major challenges in the energy transition? I think in two words, it's about scaling up.
1: We know how those technologies work. We know how hydrogen works. We know how renewables work. What we need to do immediately is to scale them up, to have these 1st of a kind projects at industrial scale, and then to roll them out.
0: Where do you see yourself and your work into that?
1: We are here to take the risks of this first-of-a-kind investments. So uh, we want to be the ones who also show to other investors, in particular private investors, to banks, that these are good projects. That they should not wait too long, not too long, to sit on the fence, but also to go there together with us and to support uh, those projects. And we are ready to take a large share of the risk here.
0: Thank you for that short introduction. It, it gives us a little, it's a better understanding and a good foundation for uh, the more in-depth uh, questions uh, I definitely have. Now, this summer, you, you recently got the results from the late, latest innovation fund call. And this was the third round, as you said. Um, what, what are the results? What, what kind of projects are you going in to fund? Uh, we
1: got again a very good mix of uh, of projects. So, as you know, we are open to every kind of low carbon, zero carbon technologies. We don't have any predefined uh, envelopes for certain technologies. We really want to be open there, um, but nevertheless, uh, we see a really good mix across uh, across the different technologies. So, if I can spend a bit of time to introduce you to our 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 project, so. I think we see three big clusters of projects. The one around carbon capture, use, and storage. The other one, hydrogen. And then uh, renewable energy uh, production and carriers. So, on carbon capture, use, and storage, which, which is a particularly important one for for Norway.
0: And has is, been a little varying interest in Europe, as um, yes. I might add. Yes. And, and we are very happy
1: to see that uh, the interest is really picking up. Uh, in particular across the North Sea. And now in the last call, we even got a, uh, a, CCUS, a CCS project from Poland, which we are very happy, uh, happy to see. So the idea is really to create uh, a market for carbon capture use and storage, including transport, around the North Sea. So we have uh, capture projects, like uh, our biggest one is, is the Port of Antwerp, where air liquid and BASF are capturing the CO2 out of their waste streams. So from hydrogen production, from chemical production, then they are putting it into pipelines on ships, would transport it either to, to Norway or to, to the Netherlands and there then put it, put it under the North Sea. Uh, we have another very interesting project from Sweden. So it's the, uh, the district heating of Stockholm that's run on, on bioenergy. Or they have the idea to take out the CO2 to store it uh, in Norway? And there you would have what we call negative emissions. So effectively, we would be taking out CO2 uh, from the air through the the growing of the biomass, then burn it, take the CO2 out, and then put it uh, uh, underground. Uh, We see a lot um, now in the second call. I think we have four projects uh, from the cement industry both with storage, with use. So it really seems to be catching on on there. And um we also have one project from Iceland, which we are very happy about, which is about storage. It's storage about basalt in basalt in in, in Iceland. Uh, it's, it's a very, very competitive project. So they are saying they can do the storage there for, uh for 13 euros per ton of carbon. Which may be a challenge for, for the Norwegian storage. Um, this is
0: quite a speeding up from, from the situation before.
1: Yes, yes. No, no, no. We really see a clear interest. So even like in, in Germany, in North Rhine-Westphalia, they are looking, they are looking now into this because they would have also the connection through the Rhine to there. And it shows the importance that we get there. Like really an open access transport structure that we have the pipelines, that we have the ships but also that we have an open access to the storage uh, sites. Uh, so that we have like on the storage side, several storage providers that we have on the capture side, like an increasing number of, of companies that are interested in capturing uh, CO2. And then I hope that within some years, we really have a, a good liquid market for CO2 uh, and which will make it also more attractive for others to enter into this market. So like with the innovation fund, we don't want to be there forever, but like for 10 years, and then we would hope uh, that the market conditions are right, that the business can, can carry on without public support. So, so in short,
0: are... CCUS is that's getting traction like really yes. fast um, and you're talking about both the, the storing and the capturing and also the, uh, the liquid market and, and get it um, moving faster. The other uh, other types of projects uh, that you're having, what, uh, what can we imagine or see there? Yes, hydrogen
1: is, I think, still a little bit more challenging because it's about you need a lot of uh, of renewable energy, of excess renewable energy. So it's also very much related to all these discussions about permitting and so on. Uh, but we are very happy about, uh, like already with the first call, uh, we have this project from Sweden Hybrid, uh, which is the, the first hydrogen-based steel works. So you would have 100% green steel. Out there, from the north uh, north of Sweden, Uh, we are seeing now in the second call uh, two two big electrolyzers in the Netherlands. Also, that uh, that catching uh, catching up. We see now a call for smaller projects, a lot of um, smaller projects around around hydrogen at the local at the regional level, where you also really see the sector integration. You have the production of hydrogen and the use then in industry, in transport. So, there's also a lot, uh, a lot happening.
0: For the most part, you're explaining green hydrogen as we know it uh, from uh, electricity. Is it, um, there's a lot of talk about the blue hydrogen or turquoise or uh, all the other definitions that we hear. Does it matter in the long run if, if you uh, capture the CO2 from the production of hydrogen, how you really made it, like if you do it the, the blue way?
1: So I think in in the long run, uh, we would really see hydrogen as as one of the means of how to store that excess renewable energy. So in our planning, if we look towards twenty fifty, and so and as a beyond.
0: battery in, in in yes in a way yes. yeah
1: yes very much so very much so.
0: Well, that's interesting. The, the value chain after the production, though, that will be the same no matter how you end up producing the hydrogen. Like the the market yes, will obviously. be the same.
1: Of course, we are, we are in, in, in a transition. And of course, to kick off the, the development, as, as I said, like one of our biggest projects is the Port of Antwerp with, with air liquid, where they produce uh, hydrogen with gas and, uh, where you have this blue, this blue hydrogen. Yeah. But of course, if you talk now about all the crisis with gas and, and, and so on, of course, makes again more in the long run the case for, for green hydrogen.
0: In short, we need a lot of everything,
1: really, at this time. Yes, we. I mean, on the the backbone of our strategy is uh, the availability of cheap renewable energy, be it from wind, be it from solar. And so, there I come to our to our third cluster of of projects. We are very happy to see we have now uh, two two big projects. Uh, on photovoltaics, so on this, on on the solar cells, like one a bifacial one. So there's still also a lot of potential to make them more more efficient. I think in total we are we are now funding a production capacity of uh, of three megawatts. We have uh, now in the latest call, a really innovative one on wind energy in the north, uh, in the north of Germany. We have two battery projects which is uh, which is very good. Uh, we are also seeing now the first projects on um, on advanced biofuels. Uh, so waste waste to energy, uh, one in in Sweden for the aviation sector, uh, and another one in in norway on on, on drop in fuels, like from from a mix uh, also from solid solid waste, hydrogen, biogas. and um, so these are more more expensive projects. So maybe not. I mean, they don't have the, the same potential like the ones that are producing solar cells. But particular for the for the aviation uh, sector, for for trucks and and and, and so or so applications use cases where you cannot use electricity directly or or hydrogen, these are very important projects.
0: So not one answer for everything. Uh, definitely. Do you think this will be? Enough. What you and and the rest of Europe is doing now, and will it really will it increase the or contribute to the competitiveness of the European industry at all?
1: We really need to get faster in the in the rollout. So scaling up is uh, is, is is really important here.
0: Do you think uh, we realize that how fast we actually need to scale up? Maybe the, the current crisis is is is
1: a little bit of a booster to. To that, uh, but it's a massive investment program. Right? So what we are doing now is we are building the energy sector for the next two, three, four generations. And it will be a different one eh? because uh, with renewable energy, you'll have very low operating costs. So once you've built the infrastructure, once you've uh, built both uh, the windmills, the solar cells, as well as then uh, the, the industrial facilities that, that will use uh, that, that energy, you will have very low operating costs. So it's a completely different uh, energy world than we have it now. And of course it means that we need to invest now. We have huge investments for us uh, in front of us for the next uh, two, three decades, but then we have a very competitive and very secure uh, energy systems for, for the next generations.
0: You sound uh, quite optimistic uh, with regards to this. Um, uh, Energy security is uh, on the news every day. And are you all optimistic as you are? Or is it a little bit uh, both sides of the story? I
1: I think the case on on the long run is there. I think renewable energy is the most cost competitive and the most secure energy we can have uh, for the next generations. As I said, the challenge is now... To do this, the system change under a lot of pressure uh, and, and the pressure has been, uh, has been adding up uh, over the last, uh, the last months. Mm. So we have all the technologies that we need for a climate neutral Europe in 2050. It's really a political and a business challenge to do this. And we still see that also some private investors, some banks, Still don't yet fully understand the potential of these uh, of these projects. So we can we can put public money there, but the private money has to follow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think on the one hand there are very encouraging signs that, uh, like asset managers, also want to have a climate neutral uh, portfolio, and this is driving a lot of uh, a lot of change. But we'll still need m- much more, much better information, much more assurances, also for private investors, mm-hmm. that this is where the money should go.
0: Let, let's. You mentioned gas, or we've talked about gas briefly, but uh, what about the oil industry here? Because uh, there is still a lot of money coming into the oil industry and I doubt um, any of their low carbon, low emission projects necessarily would get any funding from the EU Innovation Fund, for example. But how do they fit in? A message uh, from the oil industry in Norway, for example, has been that a lot of this money... The, the profits are going into the tax system and that money, again, would be used for uh, different projects such as uh, renewable, uh, innovation funds and so on. Do you think they realize how fast this is going? I think
1: they, they should realize not to invest into stranded assets. I mean, there's now a lot of discussion about LNG and, and, and so on. Eh? Maybe a short term solution, but uh, like will, will these, these assets still have a value in 10 years? is it not better to really now make the shift and immediately go into into renewables and to speed up uh, that uh, that transition so um, i think it's it's for the all oil, oil and gas gas industry i mean it's really also looking at the uh, at the different profitabilities of of the projects of course it's a massive change eh? it's uh, and i understand it's quite
0: that. the balance yeah it's quite the balancing act uh, still being a uh, uh, a provider of natural gas to europe and try to fill up those resources so we have enough or norway have has enough to to send to europe in the following years but not invest in too far off in time projects that yes. that's the balancing act you're after
1: that's the balancing act and and i think it's also about understanding a new business model I think a lot of the oil and gas industry is built on high variable costs, and this is what what is understood how to run such a business. But now we are entering into a new model, which is very much about high upfront investment costs. And then you have very low uh, operating costs, which of course needs a little bit taking more risks upfront. And and I think a lot of the guys around in the the energy industry. Also on, on, the, on, on the investor side, they still need to understand better this new, this new economics because you have to. And, and I think that that's the main challenge about climate policy yeah? because you have to keep going your, your current business and at the same time, you need to invest considerable sums into your new, uh, new business. I understand the, uh, the risk that you are that you're taking there, but you have to compare that risk with Maybe then being faced in five or ten years with with the stranded assets if you if you are on the wrong side of the equation.
0: I understand. We could talk uh, pretty much uh, all day about this. Um, just to try to sum it up a little bit. Do you have any favorite projects in the in the portfolio now? And is that something you could advise new suppliers maybe to to focus on? Do are there any? extra interesting projects that you want to highlight? One or two, maybe?
1: Of course. I mean, all of them are, I think, extremely interesting. And as I said, we, we have such a big diversity in there. Uh, but the ones we want to invest first are the ones who are most mature from the side of a business model. So we have a lot of innovative projects there. And we encourage the application of everyone to the, to the innovation fund also early on you get a very good feedback from our evaluators also we also offer project development assistance with the european investment bank so if you are innovative and okay your business model isn't maybe not yet there come apply with us and we may help you to develop your business model but we will first of course choose those that are already more mature in terms of the of of the business so it's really that we look I mean, it's, it's a basic condition with us or so a precondition that you are very innovative. But then you'll get earlier the funds from us if you already have a, uh, maybe off-tech contracts with a lot of intents with your customers. We are really looking into how does that does work? How is this new market, uh, market working? So as we already managed a little bit for CCUS, we're also looking for the others, for the hydrogen, for the renewables, for the chemicals, for cement industry to to create the necessary necessary trust, so please come to us. We're very much here to help you and uh, and to further drive forward your your innovative projects.
0: That's very interesting, and I hope uh, I hope um, all of the pr- good projects uh, listening in are are uh, starting to write their application as we speak. And it's interesting to hear uh, a little bit more about the actual concrete, the specific work you're doing uh and with that uh we have to conclude this short but very interesting and more detailed look into how you work um thank you very much christian it's been an honor
1: thank you so much thank you so much my pleasure
0: and it's uh, it's my uh, great pleasure to say that scaling up low carbon and renewable energy solutions will be one of them it will be the main focus of the ONS net zero markets arena that we have, uh, are launching this 2020 uh, ONS uh, edition this August and we look forward to learn more about what we can expect from the major companies and the first movers in this area so uh, with that Thank you so much for listening in and see you all in Stavanger.